0: This bulletin, the Deputy Opposition Leader accuses the Prime Minister of using the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum for political gain, a legal settlement over the murder of an Iranian asylum seeker on Manus Island, and Antonio Albanese steps up calls for a public holiday if the Matildas win the World Cup. Deputy Leader Susan Lee has accused Prime Minister Antony Albanese of using the Indigenous voice to parliament referendum for his own political gain. It comes after comments made by the Prime Minister who called the coalition's commitment towards constitutional recognition of Indigenous people as disingenuous. Ms. Lee says Mr. Albanese needs to be open with the Australian public regarding the upcoming referendum. He's not in this for. Indigenous Australians and closing the gap. He's in this for the political advantage that it brings him. So those sort of threats are, I don't think Australians are going to buy them at all. I think they want decency, they want leadership, they want honesty and they want details and explanation from their Prime Minister. And to simply sort of say, well if you don't vote for this it's never going to happen, um, that's not making your case properly. National's leader David Littleproud has rejected calls for legislating an Indigenous voice, despite it being at odds with the model for the body proposed by coalition colleagues. While the Liberal Party has come out against the voice, voice referendum slated to be held later this year, the opposition has urged it... Be- it be legislated rather than have the body enshrined in the Constitution. The Liberals have also favoured a model that would support regional and local voices to Parliament. Mr Littleproud said he was unlikely to back the proposal put forward by the senior coalition party, putting in doubt a legislated voice altogether if the opposition wins the next election. The leader of Western Australia's Liberal Party, Libby Metam, says she will vote no to the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum after previously saying she would support the Yes campaign. Libby Metam has told the ABC she still supports Indigenous recognition in the Constitution and any efforts to overcome Indigenous disadvantage, but says more detail is needed about what's planned. What I was hopeful of, Uh, And what many Australians and Western Australians are hopeful of uh, is more detail on how uh, this voice, the the voice that has been proposed, will lead to some real practical outcomes. The federal government says it will spend $44 million over the next eight years to support Indigenous families who are navigating the child protection system. Indigenous children are almost 12 times more likely to be placed in out-of-home care. Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth says the government has committed the funds to try to reduce the number of Indigenous children in out-of-home care by 45% by 2031. The parents of an Iranian asylum seeker who was murdered during riots on Manus Island in 2014 has reached a confidential settlement with the federal government and the security firm G4S. Reza Barati was beaten to death by guards and other contractors during a riot at the Australian-run offshore detention center in February 2014. The family sued in the Victorian Supreme Court two years ago. The confidential settlement does not include any admission of responsibility by the Australian government. The United States Ambassador to Australia, Caroline Kennedy, says there could be a resolution to the ongoing detention of Julian Assange, who is fighting against extradition to the United States. The WikiLeaks founder has spent years in the British courts trying to avoid being sent to the U.S. where he faces charges of espionage and for leaking classified documents. Ambassador Kennedy met with Assange supporters in June and has told the Sydney Morning Herald there could be a potential plea deal that would allow Assange to return to Australia. New figures show thousands of New Zealanders have applied to become Australian citizens weeks after a new pathway to citizenship was opened. More than 15,000 New Zealanders have started the process of Australian citizenship since changes came into effect at the start of July. Under the changes, New Zealanders who have been living in Australia for at least four years on a special category visa can apply for citizenship. New data reveals people living in in flood-prone areas face up to 50% increase in their insurance premiums. Analysis from the Actuaries Institute has found home insurance premiums increased by 28% in the 12 months to March. The higher cost of building materials because of supply chain shortages is one reason why the premiums are now more expensive. Sharanjit Padam from the Actuaries Institute has told the ABC home insurance is now unaffordable for more than a million Australian households. Last year we thought it was about one in ten households. Now it's uh, one in eight, nearly one in eight households. So that's 1.24 million households across Australia. For whom home insurance costs are probably more than one month of their income and therefore likely to be well out of their reach. A public holiday in honour of Australia's World Cup success is looking more and more likely as the Prime Minister calls for a national celebration. The Matildas booked Australia a spot in the semi-finals after a nail-biting penalty shootout with France setting up a showdown with England on Wednesday. Should the hosts advance to the final and win, Prime Minister Antonio Albanese has flagged the possibility of the country's workers enjoying a day off in recognition of the victory. He brushed off concerns about the impact a public, a public holiday could have, particularly on small business and hospital bookings. A new report reveals essential workers are having to pay as much as 70% for the, of their income on rent. The report finds early childhood educators, nurses and aged care workers in full-time work can only afford as little as 1 in 100 rentals. Anglicare Australia Executive Director Casey Chambers says the situation is particularly severe, severe for these essential workers. These are your ordinary average Australians. You know, these, these are people on those, those good jobs that we need doing, and if they can't afford to be in the private rental market, then there's something going very wrong with our housing. What it means is that we're seeing people who are living very unaffordably. They're spending, you know, 50, 60, sometimes even 70% of their income putting a roof over their head. They are traveling way too far um, for, for their their shift. Authorities in Hawaii are investigating whether more could more could have been done to warn residents of Maui in the hours before devastating wildfires broke out. The fires destroyed virtually all of the township of uh, Laihana and at least 93 people were confirmed dead with hundreds missing. This resident says people were caught unawares. There was no warning. I was paying attention on my phone to the news, okay? oh, it's so many hundreds of miles south, we're going to have some strong winds, it's going to play havoc with our trade winds, nothing to worry about. Hawaii Governor Josh Green is promising a thorough investigation. Over time, we'll be able to figure out if we could have better protected people. That's why we're reviewing everything. And we want to do that in a very open and transparent way. Uh, but it, it was complicated by the fact that there were multiple fires uh, across this beautiful island at the same time. And now to Sports across legend, Tim Kyle, believes Australia are poised to lift the Women's World Cup after their nail-biting penalty shootout victory over France propelled them one step closer to silverware. The Matilda's drama chart win has Tony Gustafsson's side one game away from the final with Wednesday's semi against England all that stands in their path. Kyle, who was in Brisbane to watch that monumental Matilda's win, says the dream of an Australian women's World Cup victory could soon become a reality. They deserve it. And I think it's a time to celebrate women's uh, sport and beating France. I think now they can go on to win it. So I'm very proud and I'm proud that uh, you know young boys and girls can be inspired and now it's about taking that momentum and you know enjoying this because it's a very special occasion. And in tennis, Italy's Janic Cena has defeated Alex Demino in straight sets in the final of the Canadian Open. Cena overpowered the Australian 6 4 6 2. Now having a look at the weather around the country. Broome particularly partly cloudy 28, Perth possible shower 20, Adelaide mostly sunny 16, Melbourne partly cloudy 13, Hobart similar conditions 12 degrees, Albury Wodonga partly cloudy 14, Canberra showers 11, Wollongong rain 15 degrees, Sydney showers 17, Newcastle similar forecast and 20 degrees, Brisbane sunny 29, Townsville sunny 26, Cairns sunny as well on the top of 27. Alice Springs, similar conditions, 31. Darwin, sunny, 33. And the Torres Strait Islands are partly cloudy day ahead on the top of 29 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.